News stories were coming in about this strange virus in Wuhan, China. It was weeks before we saw the first cases in the U.S. As the numbers went up each day, my curiosity got the best of me, and I started plotting the curves. Hear stories from real people all over the world and how they've responded. I'm Sally Hendrick, founder of Shout Your Cause, and this is COVID-19, The World Responds. Hey, Ratna Ramakrishnan, how are you doing? I'm What's doing, going on? Go doing ahead. Great, doing great, Sally. Happy to be here. Excited to have a conversation with you. So tell me, where are you joining me from? I live in the Bay Area in Palo Alto in California. California. Awesome. And what is it that you do there? I have a children's education business. We provide spring and summer camps. Mm -hmm. for children. They come into our programs and they're enriched and entertained through Lego robotics and financial literacy, which is money 101 programs where they learn about the stock market savings and spending and so forth. Oh, we, that's cool. We employ teachers to run our programs uh -huh. because the cost of living in the Bay Area is so high and, you know, teachers inevitably land up working in the summer. So we um, hire, te we hire a teacher team, we train them on our curriculum and then they go and deliver the curriculum. So how long have you been doing this? I'm going into season seven, which should have started next week, but COVID has other plans for us. Yes, COVID has its own timeline, it seems. <laughs> so what, um, since you're in California, what kind of restrictions are you still under? So till two weeks ago, we, um, th there was no way we could think of any summer camps. Right. Um, only the essential workers were, um, they could go to a very restricted daycare services, okay. uh, but, there was, but there was no access. So two weeks ago, um, we are allowed to run in-person small group programs, which is one teacher and 12 students. So a one is to 12 ratio. Okay. And how many do you normally have in a situation like that? Um, you mean how many small group programs we're planning to run? Or so, how many do you normally have versus how many you're going to have because of the restrictions? I see. So this year we were scheduled to operate in 22 cities in the Bay Area. Wow. Which, which, would, which would have amounted to about 80 weeks of camp. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, with, the, with the restrictions, it looks like we'll land up offering about um, you know, 12 weeks of camp and the, our group sizes are typically between 30 to 32 children that come to our Lego programs. Mm -hmm. And so with the restriction, we'll only have um, 12 children, but yeah. we don't plan to just have one teacher. We'll definitely have two teachers because with the PPE and, you know, all the restrictions that come along in a COVID-19 situation, we don't want to burden one teacher with 12 children. So, right. Uh, that We're makes sense. So you're going to have a six to one ratio in exactly. your camps this summer, which is really, that's great. That's great. So it's that yeah. like a really um, high end kind of camp at this point when you move in that direction, right? Yep. So, um, so anyway. So, so we, <laughs> we surveyed our current families because we already have uh, over 200 families that are registered for the summer with us. And okay. so we surveyed them to ask them if they were interested in coming in for uh, an in-person camp, right? Because 
we are absolutely in extraordinary times and we don't know what people's inclinations are and what they you know feel right. like and i was blown away by the interest in people wanting children to have an opportunity to come in and you know have some kind of socialization and enrichment okay. and um, typically we're able to offer programs for children that are as young as 4 years old mm-hmm. but this year we've decided not to engage in the preschool market we just want to mm-hmm. offer programs for 6 to 11 year old children because okay. 6 years old they can you know they're little people they understand they can follow instructions and mm-hmm. once they get to the tween you know they, they become they have an opinion and you know they'll probably be telling us what to do about the ppe so we thought the 6 to 11 year old age range would be our target market for this yeah. year a little bit more control from the adult perspective i would assume yep yep so as far as um that's your that's how you're going to be managing you know the camp in person but are you doing any options online as well absolutely so we have launched three online options um one is our stop motion animation curriculum where you know every child has an ipad today and a tub of lego at home so they'll just come to the computer with their tub of lego their ipad we will recommend a stop motion animation app and our teachers will sit on the other side of the screen and you teach these children how to create a story how to storyboard and um you know build a movie using their ipads oh fun that's in person this curriculum is 18 hours long so the children when they come in they leave making fantastic movies um but we're just offering it as an online option for 5 hours but uh, even with the 5 hours the children are going to be so inspired that all summer long they're just going to be making stop motion movies of each other if they have mm-hmm. siblings of their pet and dog and yeah know, so yeah. it can really trigger their imagination so we've already started getting some registrations in for the stop motion animation camp okay um, we're also doing the money 101 as a online option again 5 uh-huh. um, hours and um we have a really special lego kit that the children get to use when they come into our programs and we've been able to take one lego kit that has 400 lego elements and build 27 builds out of that one box okay and now is so, that from home um, as well no so yeah that is going to be from home as well That's but in home. order okay. for chi- and in order for children to participate in that they would need to buy that lego kit from us and that lego kit is made by the lego company and so what we're planning to do is we, we've already gotten 10 registrations and i launched it last week awesome. um, the family the family has to buy the lego kit and then the children will come to the zoom online um, class and then the teacher will share with them the instructions and so the whole zoom okay. class will build together mm-hmm. um it's it it was it it took a lot of you know i was struggling to give up the kit and you know show things online because this is the ip of the business this is the proprietary stuff that i have worked so hard to create which which is what makes our programs special that um it just feels like a lot to let go of the kit and then share the pdfs via screen and yeah. but there is an interest and I, and i really want to keep the programs going so children can have some fun memories and be enriched during this you know unusual times where yes and it will so, be the the summer of 2020 how will we explain this in the future what's going to be the story you know yep yep so, so how has this affected you you know just emotionally you know in your mind how have you been yeah. able to manage this 
because it's, that's a huge change for you. You've been doing this yep. for seven years. You've got to be very entrenched in the ways that you run your camps normally. So you've had to really adjust very quickly mm -hmm. to try to save your business basically. Yep. yep. So how's so, that been? It's been, a, it's been a humongous roller coaster ride. So the moment mm -hmm. we went into shelter in place, um, there was somebody that went and wrote a one star review on Facebook for us and then um, instant messaged us, you know, personally messaged us and said, I will bring down the one star review if you will refund us your money. And we had just gone into uh, shelter in place. I, I was still wrapping my head around what was happening, but this parent was so worried about their money that they had given us for some of yeah. them that, that I, I just don't know what kind of a tactic that is, but I was, it literally, literally shocked me as to how the world can behave in a pandemic. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I immediately put out a, a page on our website, you know, explaining what our plans were and mm -hmm. no questions asked. If we do not run our programs, if you do not want to come to our programs, we were just going to refund your money because every family story is different. You know, people mm -hmm. are laid off, they have sick parents. So yeah. no questions asked. And so, I simply wrote a heartfelt email to all the families that were registered with us. And I said, if you want your refund now, just reply back. If you don't want your refund, you don't need to do anything. We're happy to roll over your credit to 2021. And I was blown away by how many people were interested in you know, letting just us keep their it. money because we still have bills to pay. You know, We have employees. Yeah. I have a classroom, rent overhead. Yeah. We carry crazy kinds of insurance to engage in a children's education business. So I was so relieved when there were families that were willing to roll over their money into 2021. It, you mm -hmm. know, it really kindness of their hearts. And then mm -hmm. whoever wanted a refund right away, we, we just refunded them. So probably the first four weeks, I'd say I was just moping. You know, I was getting all my calendar alerts for all the camp fairs because we mm -hmm. go to camp fairs to sell our programs. My team was wondering what to do. And one of my team members, she was like, you know, I, I don't know what, what's going to happen with the summer camp business. So she decided to go get another job. Um, so it was, it was really a, a literal roller coaster ride. Yeah. That's the Every after. day, something new that you and, had to and, face and handle. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't yeah. just ignore it. You can't go hide in a hole when you've got a yeah. business and you've got people to communicate with and to inform and uh, let them know what's happening. You have to step up and be strong, probably stronger than, you know, a lot of others. So when it comes to because you're a mom, you've got little kids at home as well, and they're in school. How were you managing switching to the homeschool situation at the same time that you were managing your business changes? So the first thing is because I have a classroom and one side of my classroom is an office, I have desks and chairs. So the first, immediately I told my husband, we're going to go get the chairs and a desk into the house. So the kids have like a corner, everybody uh -huh. has a comfortable chair because I, I just didn't want like the dining table chairs dragged around. And, right, right, and so right. Set up like a study station for them right away. And mm. uh, my fourth graders teacher, like day three of being in shelter in place, she went online, right? Because she's one of those seasoned teachers. The moment she went online, we realized that, you know, she's an amazing teacher, but because she's retiring, you know, her generation, she's not very tech savvy. And so <laughs> it, it was just crazy trying to juggle fourth graders Zoom calls oh, with him. Gosh. Mom, I don't know where to click. I can't see the teacher. And the teacher is like 
she's quiet and then i emailed her and i said you know there is a mute all button in zoom and she was like what i can actually mute my entire yeah, class mute everybody please <laughs> yeah so yeah. i i think the initial days of stress were just trying to get the children situated with this <sighs> online education and yeah. the school district that we're in they were pretty ambitious in how rapidly they wanted to take stuff online my sixth grader was is far more tech savvy and you know easier and he's one of those i like mm -hmm. school i want to learn and mm -hmm. my fourth grader you know we really had to say okay 11 o'clock you got to get on that zoom call so it, yeah. it's just you know different kind of parenting and then yeah. i have all the work related stuff happening on the side so definitely yeah. interesting times and then the food shopping and my husband being home all the time and working which is something that i've never had which is you know everybody's all of a sudden taking up all the wi-fi yeah. space and taking up all the physical space we had a similar situation here and that um we even have an added family member if you will to to the mix we have six of us here in our apartment uh in downtown nashville and so that's been different i'm used to being at home all day by myself Exactly. We did, yeah, we did get that situation remedied somewhat in that my husband does have a workshop and it has offices. And so the older kids who are in college went to work with him every day. And then my high uh -huh. schooler was not flourishing so well with uh, the changes. And so we ended up sending that child to the office as well. So they all went over there where the, where the internet's much faster and, and better. And then I was able to get my space back for, you know, cause I work from home and I, I'm used to it being quiet here and getting a lot of distractions like that can really break your concentration when you're not yes. used to all that activity. And, and then just, just for somebody to ask you a simple question, where's the car key? Can I, you know, go over here to the store? Where's your credit card? Just that sort of interruption can just make you go, right. Uh, I just lost half an hour. I mean, how did that happen? You know, <laughs> for me, one of the things that would stop me was my sixth grader place, the saxophone. And so I'd be in a phone call like this and suddenly he'd, he'd start wow. practicing. And I'm like, could you warn mommy that you're going to be? He's like, no, mom, I have an assignment due. And he has an iPad in front of him. He's recording himself. And I'm like, oh. oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's, that's tough. <laughs> Fun um, that's funny. Now, didn't you set up an online camp over spring break kind of at the last minute too? No, it was, it, there wasn't enough time to do that. Oh, so you yeah. didn't do it. I, I didn't do it. So it, it's just, just yeah. going into starting the week of the 15th, June 15th is going to be the first set of online camps. Okay. And so we already have our teams hired for the summer. So I reached mm -hmm. out to them to ask who was interested in teaching online camps. Mm -hmm. And there's a significant, you know, everybody wants to work because that's what they do summer. So um, there's a lot of interest and then there's several of them that want to work in um, the in-person camps which are a little mm -hmm. bit more tedious to do compared to conventional times because of the PPE and you know all the rules mm -hmm. so I was um, I wasn't expecting anybody to say yes but again you know there's there's quite a few teachers that are interested in um, working in-person camps mm -hmm. so now it's the logistics of figuring it all out and and going live so so this brings up the question, how are you going to shape the future of your business knowing that 
you're, you're, you have the ability to go online. You're getting to basically beta test this live this summer and you'll be able to expand beyond where you are. Cause I know that that was one of your goals in the past was be, to be able to open up, um, other camps around the country that other people might have part ownership in or whatever it is that we had talked about this before, maybe some sort of franchise information, you know, uh, arrangement, if you will. But knowing that you can open up this program to an online space, what, what do you think is going to happen? You know, I, I can't wait to see what happens to the shipping of this Lego kit, uh, custom Lego kits to the families and then offering this instruction online uh -huh. because um, I actually collaborated with um, a Lego master. That's what they're called, the Lego masters. Yeah. And there's not very many of them in the world. And he has about 15 books that he's published on Amazon. His name is Daniel Benedetti. And he's the one that designed the bills that the children come in and um, engage in the camps. And so mm -hmm. it's always been my dream to take these builds to as many children as possible. And so if this exercise of shipping the Lego to the parents, you know, uh -huh. to the kids, and then being able to offer that online um, instruction works, then, hey, I can be in Australia and India and, you know, wherever, in the, world, wherever in the world, because, you yeah. know, there's, there's no more uh, limitations by geography. And Mm -hmm. A money curriculum will really work well online, which is why I moved um, our business on to Kajabi because of the course platform. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it, you know, I've, I've started putting together the one hour curriculum. So mm -hmm. uh, now I'm creating it with the vision of being able to have a teacher on the other side but it could potentially have recorded videos because I'm going to be recording all of these sessions that are happening now will mm -hmm. happen now via zoom. Mm -hmm. I could potentially take those and edit those and, you know, create online courses. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting and scary all at the same time. Mm -hmm. I, however, I'm a great fan of um, conventional summer camps, right? Because it's very sweet to come together, make new friends, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's so many fun things that come out of a conventional summer camp. So yeah. in my heart, I really wish that we go back to the conventional times and can have, I don't know what is conventional anymore, right? Yeah, exactly. But, um, yes, definitely exciting, ex exciting possibilities out of um, yeah. what can come well, out of Well, and this. it may so, even but, give an opportunity to kids who can't afford to come do your camp now. Yeah if you yep, have the yep. online option because obviously yep. the costs are lower when you don't have a building and all yep. of the things you need to bring someone uh into a live space so if they're online yeah i mean i've talked with a lot of educators a lot of people in that space over the last few weeks for this podcast and they talk about, you know, the adult education, the career education, you know, you have different types of programs and um, continuing education credits and things that people will um, tend to do with local colleges. And then mm -hmm. you think about the fact that, you know, uh, institutions all around are going to have to really change and adapt. And yep. it might give a kid in, Ohio or Tennessee yeah. or somewhere else, the opportunity to take a really cool class at uh, Harvard or uh, at MIT or out somewhere in California at a, at a university there, you know, that yeah. would be really cool. Yeah, I, so. I, 
I'm actually in going through a, a happiness course um, with Yale on, I can't remember, Udemy or Coursera. Yeah. And they made several of their courses free. And I, it, it's really cool. It's really, you know, helping me with my mindset in this uh -huh. pandemic, you know, parenting from home, trying to juggle the business. And uh -huh. it, it, it really puts happiness in perspective. So you're right. I, I wouldn't have thought about looking up a course if not for you know the online ability and the you know the entire mode that our brains have switched to right now so yeah, yeah. Um, and you know talking about cost the east bay in the bay area you know the san francisco and then east of uh -huh. the bay some of the cities are not as affluent as the the remainder of the silicon valley so there i'm actually offering these programs for a at cost where the children will just pay for the lego kit and then be able to come to the online class oh, nice. so i'm curious to see how those families are going to uh, behave that you know that demographic will they be interested in paying and buying a lego kit for a ch child to have some fun yeah. so only time will tell you know I'll, I'll report back to you now from a money management standpoint i'm curious are you creating a discount on that particular camp and then writing that off on your taxes? Is that something that is available to you to do? I don't believe so. No, no. Oh, really? Scholarships. Yeah, you cannot. You so, can't. um, okay. no. So what I did was typically, you know, we, we do offer like, you know, discounts because people like discounts, right? Everybody likes some kind yeah. of savings, but I just made a decision that we are just not going to discount anything. So for the first three years in business, I said, you know, it's okay. I'm not going to discount anything. This is what the, the services are mm -hmm. worth. Whoever is interested can come. And then I caught onto the market and I, I realized that it's, it's just the nature of this business where people want a deal, right? Be it $10 or $25, right? Mm -hmm. No matter how affluent the family is. So again, this summer, I'm reverting back to the, uh, you know, price right and not be hassled with refunds. If it's going to be fewer registrations because people are not getting that refund, it's okay because I, you know, I, it, it's an experiment. We're all in a giant human yeah, experiment. So we are <laughs> in many, yeah, many so ways. <laughs> I just said, don't deal with discounts and, you know, this the discount code and like all of the headaches. All that mess, yeah. Yeah, price it right and that's it. So for whoever comes, comes. If they don't want to come, it's okay. There's, there's enough other people to go around. So that's been my philosophy this year. Well, I love how you uh, have made all of these adjustments and adapted to the situation. And you've still got a beautiful smile on your face. <laughs> and uh, and I, I can't wait to, to yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to find out more um, as this rolls out and see how this human experiment and business experiment and everything that we're doing right now is going to come about. So anything I, else you'd like to add? Yes. So when the children come to our programs, at the end of the week, we have them create what is called a story card. And so they basically draw and write out what they loved about camp. And oh. when I think about all the things I'm going to miss this summer about not having, you know, the actual uh, live camps, it's going to be those story cards because they are just absolute, you know, delights of looking into that child's mind and seeing what they loved about camp. And so I've actually rolled out this entire um, program. I'm going to reach out to all our email subscribers and ask them to have their child make a postcard about what they love about summer camp or what they're going to miss about summer camp in, in these epic times we are in. Yeah. And so I, I 
wanted to mention that. So if you have any listener, you know, it, it's not limited to children that have come to our programs. It's the concept of summer camp. What is it that you love or what is it that you're going to miss? And I just wanted to share the, uh, the cards as they come in yeah. on our website you know, on Sundays or, you know, pick a date. And so we can just have a catalog of what these children miss or love from this generation. I love that because when they put it in their own words, it's really funny. It's, uh, it's entertaining, it's heartfelt and, and it's so honest. Uh, we did a project like that for school one year where, uh, we did like a, a, a photo album of the class. And it was in addition to, you know, the normal, yearbook this was just a particular type of thing where we had like baby pictures and you know whatever else for all of the kindergartners that year and then we had a list of about 20 questions and we randomly asked three or four questions to every child to see how they would answer it and it was the funniest thing ever and we published it in the book you know, there was a whole page of like, you know, superhero kind of questions or what do your mom and dad do for a living? Because, you know, they were in kindergarten, you know, you never knew what was going to come out of their mouth, um, all kinds of things like that. So I can see that being a very fun project. It, it's probably my best resource for how to improve the curriculum because it's straight from the horse's mouth, right? They tell you what they loved and what they did, even more than, you know, uh, surveying the teachers and asking them for ideas on what, what better we could do with the curriculum. Yeah. I literally get a stack of like story cards at the end of the season and I just love looking at those story cards so I, I hope you know people will engage via mail yeah. and get to keep those story cards live well that sounds like a great idea all right well thank you so much Ratna for meeting with me and I look forward to hearing more hearing an update from you later in the summer okay thank you for having me take care Sally I'll stay in touch bye thank you bye Thank you for listening today. Subscribe to this podcast to hear all our episodes. Go to shoutyourcause.com to our podcast page for information on our guests and notes from this show.